Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership, and let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Join Myra, Jeff with a G, Dr. Sam, Jeffrey, and me, Jeff with a J, as we work to debunk those leadership myths. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Welcome back, everybody. We have another episode of No More Leadership BS coming up. And we're going to spin things out slightly differently today because there was an event in the, uh, the news recently. The guys all the thinking. And uh, I'm going to leave you hanging just for a second before we introduce the topic and introduce our awesome people. Let's hear from Jeff Conroy. Good morning, Jeff. What up, peeps? <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff Geyer, how you doing? That dude needed to lay off his coffee, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and Myra in the control room. I don't know how I can go through this whole hour. I'm telling you. With that kind of energy, um, <laughs> I'm more laid back than that. And that's right. <laughs> but good morning, everybody. Scared me. And of course, we have Jeff, who's a uh, busy cat wrangling. That was uh, the verbal uh, comment on the cat wrangling he's doing. So I guess he said me out, basically. Um, so the topic we want to bring up this morning is, like I said, it's in the current events and being with a podcast called No More Leadership BS. We're looking at a situation that looks quite a lot like a whole bunch of BS. So we're going to call it out and have a conversation around the recent termination of, I believe it was around 900 people by yeah. Zoom and discuss the ins and outs of what happens when A, you have to make difficult choices and B, you're decentralized. So how's that uh, come to pass? Is there a better way to do it, a worse way to do it? And uh, we'll try not to name names because you all know exactly what we're talking about. But we want to start off with, let's go with the modality, the Zoom. And then friends, if you could please chime in with what you think about the notion of having to terminate somebody or hundreds of somebody's using the synchronous Zoom platform or any other video chat. Ready, set, go. Everybody, talk, everybody talks at once. <laughs> just, uh, just real quick, because Conroy, I know he's so jittery, we got to get him in here. But re real quick, wow. one of the good things, one of the good things about <laughs> about the pandemic is it, it made all of us adopt the zoom type technology or microsoft teams or wh whatever um, platforms you're using so I, i'm not so concerned that people got laid off in a zoom meeting as opposed to a big face-to-face -face meeting because we've all adopted that I, I think i'd give the guy a little bit of grace on the zoom thing yeah but i think first of all i have no problem naming the, co the company out they don't sponsor us but i won't because I don't want to get sued. But yeah, I have no problem with the Zoom. I have a, a problem with the insensity or in, yeah. the, the insensitive nature of, yeah. of, of which it was done. And I think it, in my personal opinion, if somebody knew that was coming down the pipe, I would lay as much groundwork for support, empathy, compassion as I could when I pull that trigger and you're how many weeks before Christmas doing this? I right. think there's, I think there's a human way of doing things and not inhuman. And like Myra said in the green room, he made the topic all about him. Mm -hmm. it, it's not, 
you, you can't do that. Yeah. So to, to ask the group, but take Jeff's comment and spin it just a touch, mm-hmm. uh, you're laying the groundwork and making sure that we know um, that people have support. What does that look like from your point of view? What does that support and that groundwork Well, it's interesting. So my father-in-law, who's been in the business world for many years, the last 10 years or so, his job shifted and his the company that he works for comes in and does layoffs. But the the whole goal of their company is that they set up the resumes and they give people job coaching so that they are supported in their next job. They are an outside company that is hired to come in and work with those massive layoffs so that the people that are getting laid off can move smoothly into another job. And they're given anywhere from six months to a year of that preparation. And that right there, a company that is solely based on that says that there's a lot of mass, but at the same time, a company that's going to use them has respect for their employees and compassion and says, we're not just going to say, hey, by the way, here's your two week severance, get out of here. Or by the way, Friday's your last day, or it is your last day. See ya. Here's a nice little paycheck, uh, but go away. It's there's that sense of, we want you to still be successful in your next endeavor. It's just not here because of any number of reasons. Yes, that would have cost, what, millions of dollars. But right. would that have been worth it in terms of your reputation and your word of mouth and your culture? Because people are going to go, oh, that's how they're going to do it. Yeah, we don't ever want to. I think that's a really big deal is what have you done to your culture and how are you going to bounce back from that? Yeah, right. they just nuked their culture. Right. Yeah. Or it's a glaring example of their existing culture. If they oh. had a good culture, they, they wouldn't have done it that way. It's yeah, right. just a result of the culture. Right? Yeah. And I agree with what Mr. McLaughlin said was, I, I, I believe, I don't think you should give everybody a golden parachute, but I think you should make the landing a little for them, give them a timeline or say an effective this date. Or I love the idea of bringing people in to help them develop resumes and and uh, career counselors. I think that's fantastic. Right. Um, all cost money. But in the long run, how much is it going to cost to repair your... And I listened to several of the interviews of people that sat through that. And obviously, none of them were very pleased. One had just gone through a review from his with his supervisor and got outstanding marks on it. Right. And yet he was treated blanketly like all the rest, that they're lazy, they're stupid dolphins, I think was. Stupid uh, dolphins? Yeah, because they let themselves, you know, get caught. There was, but the whole thing that struck me is that there was no dignity left in those people when he got done. Yep. They were beat down, they were disenfranchised, disenchanted, and were left thinking, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. I and, and now that I, it's was there some that were skimming the clock? I'm sure there was. Sure. That is part of what we're dealing with now. But there was a lot of people in there that didn't deserve, at least from their interviews. I don't know them personally. They didn't deserve that kind of treatment. And he seemed to be so much more worried about how it affected him than it did. The people that he was talking to. Yeah. Right. And so who, who likes to be fired? Nobody likes right. to be fired. <laughs> but, and, but who love, likes to be fired generally. in a, in a group? Because then it dehumanizes you as a person. Well, six, will, six months down the road. Oh, they hell no. They're not coming back, back yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is the, the of our podcast is no more leadership BS. This is one of 
the biggest examples of leadership BS that I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'll, Myra, don't, I, I will. Myra, don't, don't hold back, Myra. Don't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> Darted doohickey nonsense. I'm fired up. <laughs> you watch your language, Myra. Ooh. Oh, I happen to agree with you, by the way. The pain in my office is curling because of different language. Yeah. <laughs> So, Larry, you said that most of the people that called didn't deserve that kind of treatment. And I just want to dig at that for a second because what kind of employee does deserve that kind of treatment? His reasoning was that they were stealing from everybody else because they weren't doing their job. That was his blatant Yeah, Was your job done? I'm sorry, but I've got a lot of friends that work remotely. And when they're given task-oriented jobs, they can do the job in much less time than an eight-hour day. I also had a friend that during the pandemic would literally sit at her computer and every 15 minutes she would move the mouse so that her company knew that she was working, even though it only took her three hours to get her work done during the day. Yeah. Wow. So. Nobody deserves to be dehumanized. Nobody. Nobody. Actually, that's what I was going to say. Nobody deserves that. There's ways of letting people down. For sure. But without tearing their soul. Yeah, Jeff Geyer, you made a comment before I'd like to, to go back to that one too, because you mentioned maybe this version of termination was representation of the culture. So I want to pause it, just for us to, to chew on. Is it representation? Could it be representation of the culture or one really bad day? It's all conjecture, right? We, of we course, there and we're armchair quarterback in this thing. But, yep. But to me, there's a couple of indicators that it wasn't one bad day. And, well, and one of it is Myra was just talking about the reports you hear of it. It was all about the bop man with no compact and no. Seemingly, no even thought about these 900 plus people or however many there were. And that that's the first thing. The second thing for me, yeah, there's probably some of those people that, that weren't doing their job, but give me a break, man. 900 people haven't been doing their job for months and months and they're stealing from the company and all of a sudden you wake up to it. That's right. BS leadership right there. That's an indicator. That you're getting me jazzed up now. That's an indicator. That guy is yeah. a knucklehead. Or, or he, has no idea what, he has no idea what the company matrixes are. Oh. If you, have nine, if you have 900 right. people stealing, something's going to dip. Well, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> Revenue, something's going to dip. At some point, and hear my heart on this because I had to do it too. I, I think we all have to do it. At some point, you have to look at the mirror and go, you know, holy crap, maybe it's me as the leader. Maybe I'm the one that's messed up here. Isn't yeah. that a uh, difficult kind of introspection to say, gosh, me as a leader, maybe I'm not cutting it. Yeah. <laughs> right? so, like Myra would say in the, the narcissistic or inward focused leaders are going to go, even if they come to that reality, which they won't. Well, I'm the problem, so let's get not, get rid of 900 people and that'll make it better. At least they will be pointing me out that way. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's fewer they people shooting arrows at you, yeah. right? Yeah. Except that they do. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. So it, but as the company moves on, if anything happens with this company, this asshat's going to sit there and go, oh, and I blame it on the 900 people. Well, <laughs> he's got, there's a scapegoat now for the right. company. There's a scapegoat, yeah, but then Fast forward a few months down the road, if they don't turn it around, wherever they, it is, now what? Do you Vindic pick another 900 to walk off and call that be the, the problem? Yeah, yeah then the eight or 900 are vindicated. Right. <laughs> you know? But I'm going to throw this out there. What, what can be done going forward? How is there, if you guys were in this situation, you made this tremendous faux pas, you stepped right into a pile of it. And and from what I read, there's been an apology issued and that type of thing. How do you go forward 
when you've done something this have a, have egregious. A board, have a board of directors with some balls on them to get rid of that CEO. Sorry. But, but I mean, Sorry, but, speaking of Geyer, I'm getting fired up package. on this one. This, this is, I mean, the guy, the, the leader himself, suppose he did get hit in the face with, with the reality that I was a real rear end on this one. And I don't know public. what to do to go forward. In public, yeah. yeah. In public. Well, I think we think? take a lesson from, from Lee Cockrell when he mentioned our prior episodes about how he needed jarring to review his leadership style. And that jarring it landed him in the hospital. I think this character or anybody who's in that same situation could say, wow, in a very public forum, I completely screwed that up in every way imaginable. It was emotional. It was um, not thought out. And it was wrong. And yeah. here's how I can make it right the best I can. And also just beg forgiveness. Joe yeah. Public loves a comeback story. Yep. You yeah. know, and they love the humility of it. So if you admit you're wrong and sincerely admit you're wrong, <laughs> I think right now is a little fresh <laughs> to admit you're wrong. <laughs> he, he may recover. But yeah, I'm agree with you guys. What what happens if this isn't the band, the cure all? It's simply a band. And is the board of directors or whoever's in charge of that company that's above the CEO, is that are they going to have the chutzpah to actually come in and say, yeah, you're done? Or how are we going to systemically change what we've done in the past? Because we were at the bottom of the heap now and America does love a comeback story. What are we going to do differently? And what does that look like? But the board of directors won't sit in there and, and watch for a cultural change. They sit at the 30,000 foot level. It's yeah. the director's job to create the cultural change. So they've got to trust. And right now, if you just tanked eight or 900 careers and now you're... I don't know. And, and it's a huge mistake. I don't know if I would entrust him with, Hey, I need, and I want you to make this cultural change. As Lee said, uh, <laughs> I, I, in, Lee, in a conversation I had with Lee yesterday, he, he says, when people want cultural change, they want it to, and it, it's the long haul. It's all day, every day. And what you did is pretty damn public and every, you have a bunch of eyes on you and you've got to make all day, every day happen. And here's the other thing. Can the, the person who is technically responsible for the culture that got them there be the person to solve the problem to get them out of it. Is he still there? I have a question to throw out to you. He supposedly, from what I read, he developed this company. And and I guess the question is, why is he doing the firing? That doesn't make sense HR? to me. Where was HR? <laughs> Who else could have been doing it, Myra? That's the, normally handled through through a, a human resources department. Yes, and and handled much more professionally. Yes. Yeah. Um, Was this better never, or worse than just an email saying "Sorry, you're fired. Happy Christmas"? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've do, had to do fire, it. Phil Collins do a divorce. <laughs> I've had to fire people in the past. I had twenty five managers under me, and thankfully, I only had to fire two. Mm -hmm. But it was always a very somber event to me. That I was changing somebody's life. And one of the girls happened to be stealing from me. But that didn't change the fact that that I was impacting not only their life, but their family's life and all that kind of stuff. It, it's just, it had to be done. I always wore black. Every time I had to do that, I wore black. I guess I was just thinking that why was, is he, was he one of these people that had to control everything? Even down to, I don't know. I just thought, Great question. Why was he doing this? Why was he yeah. doing this? So. I can, obviously can't speak to this individual, but I can imagine a situation where you put in your heart and soul and all your time and energy into building a thing, whatever the thing is, is company does whatever it does. And you have 900 people to lose and still have a company. So it's a pretty big you know, organization. And when you get to a certain point and you have to make that horribly difficult decision, 
there's probably a lot of emotion tied up in it. And that emotion sounds like it may have come out in a very coarse kind of way. Probably frustrated, maybe even angry, maybe at the people, maybe at himself for not watching what was going more closely. But I could imagine somebody saying, this is my company. I'll take responsibility and then screw up the responsibility. Right. Instead of doing it with any tact, they just came out with a sledgehammer and start smacking things. Yeah. Um, and I can imagine that being a situation where folks would say, I'm in charge. I need to be responsible and screw it up. Yep. Yep. As a high eye, let, letting people go, which I've done, is the least favorite part of a job. For me, it was the least favorite part of my job. Because you, you leadership is you're in control. You have, you have input on people's lives, their livelihood. And letting them go. So I agree with you, Sam. I don't, we don't know the full story on this thing. And we don't know this person that did this. And we don't know what his disc profile looks like. Um, but I, uh, I, I can tell you, I bet, I bet, I bet, I know. It's not high eye, I can tell I, you. Yeah, I know. He's but, a DC. He is a DC. <laughs> oh, that's, that, that, that's the A-hole profile. Right, right. Like, like we've talked about it. We're just armchair quarterback in this thing, but an article came out yesterday. I read that the board of directors said, Hey, buddy, if you're going to take some time off while we conduct this investigation, quote unquote, unscrew it. But, but, can, uh, not what, you know, golly, Jeff, no, I'm having too much coffee while they conduct it. <laughs> Words are hard. If they're the, <laughs> The article I wrote, in fact, it quoted this in an email that the board of directors sent out to the the remaining employees that they're going to conduct a, quote, leadership and cultural assessment, close quote, of the organization. It's it's all about culture. And, And to me, back to that question, Sam, you had for me earlier that it's an indicator the culture was in bad and it um, this is a pinnacle of that bad culture. It also sounds like the Department of Labor is getting involved. Because the, oh, that's, can't imagine, that's, yeah, yeah, because that they're the ones that do the investigations. Sorry, right. yeah, you got nine hundred people. Most of them are going to be complaining about it. Yeah, when they all file for unemployment, DOL is going to go. Something's amiss. Oh. <laughs> Something's <laughs> not right. Something's. Dude, <laughs> they, they all have the same work address. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hmm. yeah. So yeah, but, but doesn't it just tell us though, everybody? that there's a lot of BS and a lot of self-centered leadership, a lot of horrible cultures. This one just happens to be a huge example of what not to do. And there's all kinds of things clear back upstream that this company and this individual CEO could have and should have done that even if they would have had to lay off 900 people would have made it a different event than what it's turned out to be. Yeah, it's very public. Actually, I think it was... it. Our, our whole culture, work culture is changing because this used to be the norm, 70s, 80s, and into the 90s. It used to be the norm that you just laid off at Christmas time and too bad, so sad. But now it's slowly turning to, and Simon Sinek, I think, is responsible for a lot of the awareness of this, is it's the people that drive your business and, and make sure you have the right people on the right bus and in the right seat. But I just think that we're headed in the right direction. I ju- this one, he, right. he stumbled in on, on a crack. And it's just unfortunate that it's affected so many people's lives. I wasn't born in the 70s, 80s, or 90s. I just, <laughs> I, I, no, Jeff I, was born in the 40s, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't want to go back to the cut and dry. I think there should right. be, right. I think there right. should be a level of compassion. 
in the workplace. And leave them with their dignity. I don't care. Dig- yes. Yes. Leave them with their dignity. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So we bring up this topic and let's not lose sight of the fact that we've done a good job of keeping the focus on this is real people's lives. And we can discuss it. And like uh, Jeff Geyer said a couple of times, we can armchair quarterback it. Um, that doesn't help anybody else in this situation that they're in. But what does help is if you listen to this episode and you think, boy, I've seen situations before. I see myself going down a path that is maybe difficult. I've got a difficult thing coming up. You can talk to us about that too, because we're here to help you. We're here to help your organizations. You can contact us at askus at leadershipbs.co. Ask the questions, make your comments, share with us your stories. We want to hear from you and we want to hear uh, the successes and the trip hazards, all the things that you're experiencing. Again, that's askus at leadershipbs.co. We're here to help. We are No More Leadership BS and we have another episode coming in another week. Thanks. Thank you, everybody. Letterbox. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. If we use your email questions or comments, you will win a DISC behavioral assessment and debrief with one of our highly trained podcast teammates. And last but not least, don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much and tune in next time. We'll see you then.